Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Lech Lecha. Whoa, with Parshas Lech Lecha, we are beginning Jewish history. And remember, we say it all the time, there's no such thing as Bible stories. There are only Bible lessons. Now, according to the Chinuch, we have in Parshas Lech Lecha, in chapter 17, the second of the three mitzvahs found in Sefer Bereshis, that of Mila, that Avram Avinu is told by Hashem at the age of 99 to perform the Mila, circumcise himself, and interestingly, the Rambam, in his commentary on the Mishnah in Chulin, chapter 7, writes very emphatically that while the mitzvah might be listed here and historically telling us of Avram's complying with Hashem and Avram circumcising himself, the reason that we, the Jewish nation, circumcise ourselves is not because of that which is found here in chapter 17 in the book of Bereshis, but rather from Parshas Sazria in the third book of the Torah. There the Torah teaches Uvayom Hashmini Imo Bisar Olaso, and this is in chapter twelve in Vayikra, Pasuk Gimel, Uvayom Hashmini Imo Bisar Olaso. We circumcise because Hakadosh Baruch Hu in His Torah tells us to circumcise, and not because only Avram Avinu circumcised himself. But we have the important mitzvah on the eighth day, just a reminder that the number eight points out the Maharal is Lamala Minateva, seven represents the natural world, eight represents the supernatural, and the whole concept of Mila is Lamala Min Hateva. I'd like to focus, as we all should, on chapter 14 in this week's parsha, which is the chapter of the four kings who are especially powerful come and attack the five kings who have the, quote, home court advantage in Eretz Yisrael, and the four kings defeat the five kings. They, in turn, take Lot captive, and Avramavinu goes to war against these four kings and defeats them. And now we have to ask ourselves, wait a minute, why does the Torah record this incident in the life of Avram Avinu. Now, I really believe 
that we should take the Pasuk from Ha'azinu, Zohor Yemos Olam, Binush Nos Dor Vador. Remember, Yemos Olam, remember world history, and Binu, understand, study well, Shnos Dor Vador, the lessons that you can learn from our history. And I believe that the lessons that emerge from chapter 14, the first war recorded in the Torah, and Avram defeating the enemy, is exceedingly important, not only for our history, but for literally the unfortunate current events that we find ourselves in today. So, let's start with an overview. Why might the Torah record that Avram goes to war against the four kings? So, for one thing, let's take a look at the chapter before this, where the Torah tells us that really a test of Avram Avinu, who's trying to teach the whole world monotheism, who's trying to be makarev everybody, to bring them under Avram Megayer es Anoshim and Sarai Megayer es Anoshim, Avram, who reached out and tried to, quote, convert the men and Sarai, the women, Look at the incredible test that Avram had, that his own flesh and blood, at this point here, his only living relative, his nephew Lot, he has to say in chapter 13, Lot, he parid no me olai. Ouch. Separate yourself from me. And what does he say? Literally, if you go to the left, ve'emino. I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. But Rashi learns much more into this. And Rashi says in verse 9, If you go to the left, I will go to the right. Says Rashi, Wherever you will go and live, I will not be far away from you. Meaning, the emod lacha, I'll be there to stand by you. The magain as a shield, uli azer as a help. In other words, even though we unfortunately have philosophical differences, as the commentaries tell us, why Abraham had to separate from, in terms of Lot's unfortunate grazing his sheep on the land of the Kanani and Prizi, who were still living on the land. So basically, Avram wants to distance himself from somebody who is dishonest. Rashi continues, V'sof tovar hutzrach lo. At the end, as we see in chapter 14, Lot needed Avram, Shenemar, Avram hears ki nishpa achiv that his brother was taken captive. Okay, so basically the first thing we're told is 
Abram is a man of his word. And in reality, he is emulating Hashem. Every morning in our davening, we say the Charos Imo Habris, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally established with him, Avraham, the covenant to give the land of the seven nations, to give it his offspring. And listen carefully, Patokam es Dvorecho, you Hashem maintained your word. Why? Kitzadik Oto. Because you are righteous. So the first thing we see is that even though it was exceedingly dangerous, Abram puts his own life in danger to go and rescue his nephew Lot as he had given his word. Point number one. Point number two, our claim to the land of Israel is not only because, as we saw from the very first Rashi in the Torah, that God gives the land to whomever he wants. From several places in the parasha, Hashem says, Luzarachot to your children, I've given this land, but Abram goes to war and wins the land in war. Okay, but now, listen carefully, my friends. Let's begin with the Ramban. The Ramban at the beginning of parashas, of chapter 14, the story of the war, Abram, the Ramban says, This episode happened to Avraham to indicate that four kingdoms would arise to reign in the world through the ages, and in the end, the descendants of Avraham would prevail over them. Whoa! The Ramban who teaches in chapter 12 tells it up again now that on the surface this is a historical event which happened over 3,500 years ago. But the Ramban says it's much deeper than that. Namely, it's a portent of what's going to be. That these four kingdoms, namely Bavel, the first one, and the second kingdom here is Modai, and the third one is Yavon, Greece, and the fourth one is Edom, Rome, where we still are today. But the Ramban says, the Torah is telling us that as we were subjugated by these four kingdoms over the centuries, ultimately we prevail. Now this idea of we prevail, who is the we? So as we know, further on in chapter 14, when Avram does win the war, so the king of Sodom comes and says to Avram, look here, Avram, all I want is my people. However, you keep all the spoils, because after all, the spoils of war belong to the victor, and you defeated the four kings. Avram lifts up his hand and swears. And what does he say? He says, Harimosi Yodi, I raise my hand. And I take an oath. El Hashem, Kel Elyon, Right? I am swearing in the name of God, maker of heaven and earth. Because through this war, 
the whole world saw that Hashem is the maker of heaven and earth, and therefore, he, I will take nothing. Why will I take nothing? Because, wait a minute, we just said a moment ago to the victor belongs the spoils. Says the Malbim, Avram was proclaiming, I'm not the victor. Hashem is the victor. Ah, if Hashem is the victor, then therefore the spoils belong to him and not to Avram. Just like you find in the ninth chapter of Megillah's Esther, where it says that we killed out on the 13th of Ador, Antanis Esther. We killed out 75,000 of those followers of Haman, and we didn't lose a man. Now, normally, when you go to war, unfortunately, there is loss of life on both sides. We didn't lose a man because it wasn't us. We were the instruments of Hashem, and therefore, we find in chapter 9 of the Megillah that we didn't take of the spoils then. Abraham doesn't take of the spoils now, because it's not he who was the victor, it was Hashem. Now, if you have the Sefer, Dorash Moshe, of the late Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zechet Tzadik Levracha, if you go to, in Parshas Beshalach, whereby on the Pasuk, in the Shira, Hashem Ishmulchama, literally, Hashem is the warrior. So listen carefully what Rav Moshe writes. He writes something fantastic. And he cites the Rishalmi in Tanis, chapter 4, paragraph 5. The Bar Kokhba, after the Romans destroyed the base, uh, the second base of Migdash, so Bar Kokhba, we know, led a revolt against Rome. And he dove into Hashem, please don't help the Romans. Don't bring a miracle to the Romans because even if, unfortunately, the Jewish people deserve to be punished, after all, my army, my men are stronger, better than the Romans. Hashem, just don't help them. And just let the natural take its course. And for this, says Rav Moshe, that Bar Kokhba, lost the war, because instead of punish, praying to Hashem that you should not help the Romans, he should have prayed straight out, Hashem, help us. Now, he was looking at the war, Bar Kokhba, in a natural way. We're stronger. Don't provide a miracle for them, the weaker enemy. Says Rav Moshe, at a time of war, there is no teva, there is no nature, and nothing natural. It's all a question of nace. It's all a question of a miracle. And therefore, even if the stronger side wins, it's not because the stronger side has more muscle and more intelligence. The stronger side wins because this is the will of Hashem. Take a look. It's exceedingly powerful. It's exceedingly relevant to where we are today. And the idea behind this 
is so important for us to realize. Avram wins the war, it's Lamala Minateva. Avram wins the war because Lot has to accomplish what he has to accomplish, namely to bring in to this world, as we find in next week's parasha, Amon and Moab. Avram has to bring what? Save Lot so that Lot can bring Amon and Moab into this world because David, Melech Yisrael, is going to come from Moab. In other words, there's so much that we don't see in the Torah, but the Chachamim pointed out to us that there are layers and layers of understanding. There is the Pshat, there is the literal story, narrative, which is found on the surface, and there's so much deeper that's found beneath. We're not permitted to pray for a miracle. What does that mean? If an individual, Lo'alenu, all the doctors have given up hope, then we don't pray for a miracle. What we pray is Hashem should do whatever He wants to do. That's only true for an individual. When it comes to a tzibur, when it comes to the community, there you can. What's the best proof? That if you miss Al-Hanisim on Hanukkah or Purim, in the Birkas HaMazon, so at the end of the benching, after the Harachamans, what do you say? Harachamun Huyasalanu Nisim. Hashem, perform for us miracles as you did in the days of old, and then you would say Alanisim at the end. Why? Because when it comes to the Tzibor, when it comes to the community, for the community we can, C-A-N, Pray for a miracle. Our prayers these days have to take on so much more meaning. You have to be able to understand and read into so many of the brachos in the Shemona Esrei that we are talking to Hashem for the very crisis that we find ourselves today. We pray for Chonein Hadoas, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give the Israeli government and the army the understanding to be able to do what's right and proper. Harotzeh B'Shuva, if we improve ourselves, we will be able to expect and receive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu greater assistance. Each and every of the brachos, Go'el Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's the Redeemer of Israel. Rifa'enu, stop and pause and pray for those Lo'alenu who have not only the sick that we know of, but the Lo'alenu, those who have been injured and who have suffered emotionally, physically from this horrific attack of Hamas, Yemach Shemam. And so, let's just go a drop further. The Yushalayim Ircha, we're praying for the Malchus, the return of Malchus based David, the return that there will be a Mashiach. We're praying for the Mashiach. And listen carefully now. Literally, for your salvation, we recognize that only you 
can extricate us from the horrific situation of over 200 captured Rachmanelitzan. Baruch Atah Hashem, as we speak, Matzmiach Keren Yeshua, in the Brach of Shmakulenu, you pray not only for Parnasa and not only for Shiduchim, which have to go on, but we pray that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to protect these soldiers in Eretz Yisrael. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring about a miracle. And as we saw it in Parshas, Lech Lecha, that Avram defeats the four kings, which is clearly something beyond the natural. And one opinion goes, it was not even 318 men. It was Eliezer whose gematria is 318. Because don't get me wrong, the same way the 318 yeshiva boys can't defeat the four kings, two men can do it if a Baruch wants him. So therefore, we should take the opportunity to grow with Parshas Lech Lecha. And each and every one of us should Lech Lecha, should go to themselves and to look carefully into themselves to know in which areas we can improve ourselves and Amir Hashem with His help there will be a positive ending to the horrific crisis that we find ourselves today. Amen. V'chein Yehi Ratzel.